0: Welcome to The Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission, speaking up for Texas veterans since 1927.
1: April is the month of the military child, the wall that heals is coming to College Station, and how to get a veteran ID card. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julia Connor, Communications and Outreach at Texas Veterans Commission, the state agency that helps veterans and family members access the federal and state benefits they've earned. Whether it's filing disability claims, helping with VA medical care issues, or getting veterans ready to tackle a new career, our services are free. Take a look at all we have to offer at tvc.texas.gov. Look around the website, make a claims appointment, fill out a contact form if you like, We'll get in touch with you, tvc.texas.gov. You can learn all about what Texas Veterans Commission has to offer during our virtual Q&A Zoom meeting the second Tuesday of every month from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. We'll give you an agency overview. Then you can ask questions and get answers live. Register at tvc.texas.gov. Click on Events. Register for the month that fits your schedule. The Texas Veterans Commission Q&A happens the second Tuesday of every month from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. Join us to find out what TVC can do for you. But don't register now. Wait till after the show. April is the month of the military child. This year's theme is taking care of our military children, focusing on the variety of programs and support available to help military and veteran children. The Texas Veterans Commission Fund for Veterans Assistance has awarded grants to agencies that help veterans and their families. One of them is Communities in Schools of Greater Central Texas, serving students in six school districts in Coryell, Bell, and Williamson counties. Communities in Schools aims to connect families with the resources they need to help students succeed, whether it's providing school supplies, tutoring, or a new pair of shoes. Communities in Schools has a team of affiliates, coordinators, and partners who bring support and resources together for military and veteran students. Listen to what students and coordinators have to say about Communities in Schools Greater Central Texas.
2: Couple of years back, I really like needed help because things at home wasn't going good. I used to come here and tell them stuff that needs to be told because literally I'm like a very close person. I don't tell no one anything. And they'll help me out a lot. Then this year, like I really needed them because I've been kicked out a lot. I've been going through a lot of rough patches in my life and I've been going like up and down. And they've been helping me out. Like, they've been giving me clothes, food. At one time, like I needed a shelter to live in, but now things are getting better and they have really helped me out, especially with grades and stuff. So like I really thank them for that.
3: Um, My family didn't have that much income, and they didn't have enough money to supply with school supplies. Mr. Garcia came to my parents and actually helped them out. Wow. Basically, every time I need help with something, he actually supplies me with it. Or, like, if I need to talk with him, I would actually go to him.
1: So what do you think you would have done without communities and schools and helping you with your supplies and stuff like that?
3: I'd be failing physics. (laughs) No, kidding. Um, (laughs) I actually will be way behind on work. And have low grades, actually, Mm -hmm. because that's how bad my family income was at that point.
4: I do try to use experiences I have with being a military family. We have a student right now. His mom is a veteran. She was gone a majority of his time, so he had some very big discipline issues. But I still keep in contact with mom, keep in contact with him. So so I understand what he's coming from, where here's this person that you've hardly seen, and they're coming, and they're Mm -hmm. trying to just be the disciplinary person. So it's really hard. And we just talk about some of the things that she could do, some of the things that he could do. So it's still a work in progress trying to figure out what will work for him. And I always suggest things that I've done um, with her being part of a military family. That way we could just try to figure out what works for him because every child is different. I've been very blessed to be part of this program to help students. I see the good that um, Communities distance Schools does with our military children. And I'm just very blessed to be working with this program and for my child to be part of this program.
0: So we
2: had a young man. His dad was a veteran. Dad wanted to uh, relocate to another state. The young man was uh, finishing up the fire academy in KISD. He didn't want to leave. It was his last year. We were able to help him get a job, find uh, an apartment so that he could live on his own. And we even helped him with transportation to and from work. Bicycle, that is. However, transportation. As a result, he was able to complete his senior year, finish the fire academy, and move on into fighting fires.
1: Michael DeWeese is the executive director of Greater Central Texas Communities and Schools. He believes one key to helping children to succeed is understanding their background, and that's especially important for military kids.
0: Most of our staff that case manage military kids, we have them there because they themselves have a military background. They're former military, or maybe they are a current spouse of someone in the military, or maybe they're a spouse of someone who was in the military, who have that experience, know what it's like, to be a military family. Know what issues come up and what those current military families face. So we have an ace in the hole if you will, someone who understands the lifestyle and that's that's a huge plus. A lot of our staff are social workers and they have the tools to get out there and network within our community network among themselves and other nonprofit agencies, other social service agencies and they can direct a student and their family in the right direction on whatever resource they may need. When it comes to academics, if a student is struggling, we do offer some homework clubs. We make sure they get that homework done, or at least we're there as a mentor the children really build these strong relationships with our staff, just mm-hmm. like you mentioned. And that is key because once they build that relationship, then they open themselves up. Then we know we, we have a better idea of really, really what's going on in their lives. and then And that in turn helps us to address those issues.
1: Communities and Schools Greater Central Texas, one of our Fund for Veterans Assistance grantees. Connecting military and veteran students and their families with local resources and activities to help them succeed. Remember, April is the month of the military child. This year's theme, focusing on resources and support for the children of active duty and veteran parents. To learn more about our Fund for Veterans Assistance grants, visit tvc.texas.gov, click on Grants, You can also search the directory to find services you may need near you. When's the last time you did a buddy check? Program a reminder for the 11th day of every month. Buddy Check Day. That's the day to check in with your fellow veterans. Someone you served with? That veteran neighbor? Your veteran coworkers? Perhaps that veteran you just met yesterday? Call, text, or visit. Buddy Check Day. The 11th day of every month. It could be the most important thing you do all day. Be a pal on Buddy Check Day. Right now, we're speaking with a Vietnam veteran about the Wall That Heals. The Wall That Heals is a three-quarter replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. The exhibit bears 58,281 names of those who made the ultimate sacrifice. The exhibit will be in Edinburgh, Texas, April 20th through the 23rd, in College Station, the 27th through the 30th, and in Kyle, May 4th through May 7th. It'll be open 24 hours. Our guest is a Vietnam veteran, Doug Tennis, here to talk about his service and how he feels about the wall that heals. Doug joined the Marines in 1966 after deciding college wasn't his thing at the moment. Shortly thereafter, he was sent to Vietnam in October 1967. He was just 20 years old.
2: So I spent 13 months there, actually 385 days, 6 hours, and 22 minutes, to be exact. Went over as a PFC, came back as a corporal. I was on a battalion landing team. My first six months in Vietnam, we were outside of Da Nang area, guarding the Da Nang Air Base, and then we went on the USS Tripoli and became a Battalion 2-7 landing team, which is 2nd Battalion, 7th Marines, wherever they needed us. Uh, they'd fly us off the ship. We spent actually more time on land than we did on the ship. I was in the Da Nang area, and mostly it was small villages, farmers and rice paddies, mountains, a little bit of jungles. We had to acclimate just to our surroundings, and you know we were living in tents and uh, not eating as good as we used to. We were, learned how to enjoy sea rations. You know, some of our base camps had pretty good food, but our big problem over there was the water. Everything had to be purified, so we purified the water and we put these little pills in there called halazone tablets. The water tastes like the bottom of your swimming pool. So in, in order to offset that horrible taste, we'd put lime Kool-Aid in our canteens and we got used to drinking, uh, I guess, margaritas without tequila. 1968 was a pretty bad year for us, particularly the grunts because we lost over 16,000 troops that year and I lost my fair share of friends too, as everybody did in Vietnam at that time. It was tough, it was really tough. You know, we got sick a lot, we had malaria, we had me boy dysentery. I mean, it was the elements beat up on us a lot in Vietnam. It was not only we to fight the Viet Cong and the NBA, we had to deal with the elements, the heat, the food, and and the diseases over there. Of course, we didn't have air conditioning or anything like that. And we didn't get to take as many showers as we'd like. So uh, when you're a field Marine, you're a field Marine. I came back much older. Vietnam had a way of aging you because it changes you. All of a sudden, you have to take responsibility for your actions and be accountable for your actions. And those carefree days of being a high school athlete, for me, quickly went away. I just had to do what I had to do every day just to, you know, get by over there.
1: What was that like, coming out of the military and becoming a college student again?
2: It was harsh. I went back to college in in the fall of 1969. I went to Elon and I was playing baseball. It was an unusual time. Uh, a lot of people were worrying about being drafted. Of course, I didn't have to worry about that, but you know, I've really never had any severe negative experiences with the war demonstration at that time. Uh, I guess being in small school, uh, I wasn't subjected to too much craziness. And I had sleep problems because, uh, you know, it's just kind of hard to turn it off. But I found going to school occupied my mind, and it you know kept me from thinking about Vietnam too much. When I left Vietnam, I left Vietnam. I cut the TV off, and I really wasn't interested very much in seeing what was on the five o'clock news every day. I just basically immersed myself in the playing ball and studying, and I found out by studying I had become a pretty good student.
1: The wall that heals is coming to College Station traveling replica of the Vietnam Memorial in D.C. What do you think about that?
2: This memorial, to me, is a little bit different. You know, it's not somebody on a horse. It's not somebody raising a flag. This memorial, particularly the one in Washington, D.C., you know, it's below ground level. It's different from anything we've ever seen, but it's still a very thoughtful and well-designed wall. Once you get used to its concept and understand the meaning, it's I guess the sad thing for me is it's got 58,000 names on the wall. Personally, I wish there were none of them there. and I would rather be drinking a beer with my friend than walking out there and seeing his name on that wall. You know, in a combat situation, A lot of times, you didn't know who had been wounded and you didn't know who had been killed for a couple of days. I didn't know my friends had been killed and wounded immediately. It was a day or two before we realized it. And you know, we didn't say goodbye. You know, we didn't have a funeral for them. You know, they went home in in a body bag. And it's not like going to a funeral. So going to the wall, the first time I saw it, my first impression was was it's a giant headstone. It's just a big headstone with 58,000 names on it. But then I learned to appreciate it for families and friends that never got to say goodbye or never had the opportunity to travel 1,400 miles to Washington D.C. This may be the closest to that monument that they ever get, and you know, if their brother, son, or father, whoever's on there. uh You know, you get to see it, maybe you do have some closure. I mean, some people that will be closure, and I know some vets that the wound will never heal, but maybe for some people it will heal. I think you should come out and honor them. You know, just by being there, it shows that you do care about these guys. There are six women whose name is on that wall. It's a chance to come out and be respectful, remember them. I guess the worst thing you can do To the Vietnam guys or the troops that lost in Vietnam, is forget them. The ones that survived, you know, our job is to remember them. And I think as long as we remember our buddies, they live.
1: That is Marine Corps veteran Doug Tennis. He'll be visiting the Wall That Heals in College Station. The Wall That Heals is making a three-city tour of Texas this year. First stop is Edinburgh in the Valley, April 20th through the 23rd. The Wall will be at the Ebony Park on West Palm Drive. The Wall That heals will then travel to Veterans Park and College Station, open for visitors April 27th through April 30th, and the last stop will be in Kyle at Lake Kyle Park on Lehman Road in Kyle, Texas. That's May 4th through May 7th. The exhibit is free and open to the public 24 hours around the clock until 2 p.m. on the final day. For more information, go to vvmf.org. That's Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund, VVmF.ORG Hearing taps at a veteran's funeral can mean a lot to the family. Unfortunately, it's not always possible to get a military bugler to play live. That's why you often hear recorded taps played. Taps for tuition wants to change that. The state of Texas offers young trumpet, cornet, and bugle players an opportunity to earn vouchers for college by playing taps at veteran funerals. Students in grades 6 through 12 and those at post-secondary schools may participate. Each time they play taps live at a veteran's funeral, the student will be issued a $25 voucher good for tuition or fees at a participating public Texas college or university. There's no limit to the number of vouchers students may earn. For more info, TVC Texas.gov. Click on Taps for Tuition at the bottom of the page. Tvc.texas.gov. Taps for Tuition. Future generations honoring Texas veterans. Veterans, you know there are a lot of discounts out there from businesses all over the nation and in your local communities. Whether it's food, new vehicles, even the home improvement store, everybody can appreciate a discount. But veterans, how do you prove that you're a veteran? Well, you may have the veteran status on your driver's license, or you could have a retired military ID or a VA health card. All those should work. If you don't have one of those, the VA offers a veteran ID card you can use. But how do you get that card? Navy veteran James Christie with the SITREP explains.
3: The VA offers a veteran ID card, separate from the healthcare ID. It's a photo ID that you can use to get those discounts offered to veterans. Of course, there are certain criteria a veteran must meet to receive a veteran ID card. They must have served on active duty, in the reserves or in the National Guard, and you must have received an honorable or general under honorable conditions type discharge. This ID card can only be obtained online and is not associated in any way with the VA healthcare system. When you're ready to apply, you'll need to have your social security number, a copy of your discharge paperwork or DD-214, which you're gonna upload, a copy of a current, valid, government-issued ID, such as a driver's license, passport, or state-issued ID card, and a digital photo of yourself, face and neck only, with nothing covering your head. Think passport photo. You'll upload this also. Now, with
1: all that in hand, go to the website, va.gov, search veteran ID card. va.gov, search veteran ID card.
3: Follow the instructions, Complete the online application and submit it. Once received, your eligibility will be verified, and they will send you an email advising you of the status of your application. If there's an issue, the email will tell you what's incorrect or missing. If everything is right, you'll receive an email with a digital ID card to print and use. This website has links that will provide you assistance with your application, allow you to check the status after you apply, and help you with replacing a lost or stolen veteran ID card.
1: That's Navy veteran James Christie from the SITREP. You'll find all the SITREP episodes on YouTube, courtesy of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Not every veteran is web-savvy, so if you can help a veteran go online and get that veteran ID card, that would be great. Just go to va.gov and search veteran's ID card. And while you're on the web, take a look at all the Texas Veterans Commission has to offer at no cost to veterans or family members tvc.texas.gov. We file disability claims and appeals. Our claims benefits advisors know all about the Pact Act. They can help those exposed to toxins like Agent Orange and burn pits and radiation. New presumptives and locations where exposure occurred have been added. Don't delay, file your claim. And if you filed before and you were denied, talk with the claims benefits advisors to see what you need to do to refile. Make an appointment tvc.texas.gov, just click on Claims Appointments. You can make a phone appointment with any claims benefits advisor in the state. Everything can be done over the phone. Also at tvc.texas.gov, learn about education benefits, employment services, how we guide vets in their pursuit of business ownership, healthcare advocacy, mental health services, including the Military Veteran Peer Network, You can find the peer service coordinator near you by clicking on mental health. Also on the web, how to apply for a Fund for Veterans Assistance grant. And you can sign up for a virtual monthly Q&A. Just click on events. You'll get an agency briefing and the chance to ask questions from a subject matter expert from each Texas Veterans Commission department. Remember that website and share it with your friends and neighbors. Even if they're not veterans, they can help a veteran they know tvc.texas.gov or call the info line 1-800-252-VETS. That's 1-800-252-VETS. Texas Veterans Commission is also on LinkedIn with job fairs and workshops. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook too. Find out what veteran service organizations around the state are doing. I'm Julia Connor. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here.